his three sons to do the same. At seventeen, Hanno was the youngest. He was also the one who most often failed to meet these exacting standards. For some reason, Malchus expected more of him than he did of Sappho and Bostar. At least, that's how it seemed to Hanno. Yet farming, the traditional source of their wealth, interested him little. Warfare, his father's preferred vocation, and Hanno's great fascination, was barred to him still, thanks to his youth. His brothers would be sailing for Iberia any day. There, no doubt, they would cover themselves in glory in the taking of Saguntum. Frustration and resentment filled Hanno. All he could do was practice his riding and weapon skills. Life, as ordained by his father, was so boring, he thought, choosing to ignore Malchus's oft-repeated statement, Be patient. All good things come to those who wait. Come on! urged Suniatan, thumping Hanno on the arm. His gold earrings jingled as he jerked his head in the direction of the harbour. The fishermen found huge shoals of tunny in the bay at dawn. With Melkart's blessing, the fish won't have moved far. We'll catch dozens! Think of the money to be made! His voice dropped to a whisper. I've taken an amphora of wine from Father's cellar. We can share it on the boat. Unable to resist his friend's offer, Hanno blocked his ears to Malchus's voice, which was coming closer. Tunny was one of the most prized fish in the Mediterranean. If the shoals were close to shore... This was an opportunity too good to miss. Stepping into the rutted street, he glanced once more at the symbol etched into the stone slab before the flat-roofed house's entrance. An inverted triangle, topped by a flat line and then a circle, it represented his people's pre-eminent deity. Few dwellings were without it. Hanno asked Tanit's forgiveness for disobeying his father's wishes but his excitement was such that he forgot to ask for the mother goddess's protection. Hanno! His father's voice was very near now. Without further ado, the two young men darted off into the crowd. Both their families dwelled near the top of Bursa Hill. At the summit, reached by a monumental staircase of sixty steps, was an immense temple dedicated to Eshmun, the god of fertility health and well-being. Suniatan lived with his family in the sprawling complex behind the shrine where his father served as a priest. Named in honour of the deity Eshmuniatan, abbreviated to Suniatan or simply Suni, was Hanno's oldest and closest friend. The pair had scarcely spent a day out of each other's company since they were old enough to walk. The rest of the neighbourhood was primarily residential, Bursa was one of the richer quarters, as its wide, straight thoroughfares and right-angled intersections proved. The majority of the city's winding streets were no more than ten paces across, but here they averaged more than twice this width. In addition to wealthy merchants and senior army officers, the Safites, judges, and many elders also called the area home. For this reason, Hanno ran with his gaze directed at the packed earth and the regular soak-away holes beneath his feet. Plenty of people knew who he was. The last thing he wanted 
was to be stopped and challenged by one of Malchus's numerous political opponents. To be dragged back home by the ear would be embarrassing and bring dishonour to his family. As long as they didn't catch anyone's eye, he and his friend would pass unnoticed. Bareheaded and wearing tight-fitting red woolen singlets with a central white stripe and a distinctive wide neckband and breeches that reached to the knee, the pair looked no different to other well-to-do youths. Their garb was far more practical than the long straight wool tunics and conical felt hats favoured by most adult men, and more comfortable than the ornate jacket and pleated apron worn by those of Cypriot extraction. Sheathed daggers hung from simple leather straps thrown over their shoulders. Suniatan carried a bulging pack on his back. Although people said that they could pass for brothers, Hanno couldn't see it most of the time. While he was talking.